Welcome back to Salute to Strength, where we address the community-level factors affecting veteran health. Our team of students and faculty at UNC Gillings School of Global Public Health leads this initiative, which is supported by the Durham Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm Erin Nettie, a Navy nurse and graduate public health student at UNC Chapel Hill. Today, I'm excited to introduce our guests, JT and Sarah Chelsea Wilt. JT, a Marine Corps veteran, transitioned out of the military five years ago. Sarah Chelsea is a graduate public health student and works on the Building Veteran Healthy Communities Project. Our discussion will focus on their transition out of the military and how community support could have been beneficial in the past few years. Let's get into this week's episode. JT and Sarah Chelsea, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, how's your week been? It's been great. Good. I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah? yeah. What's been going on? What brings y'all down to Durham? <sighs> Uh, my sister is moving from Wilmington. She's starting the master's social work program at NC State. Very cool. Yeah, so we're moving her into her new apartment this weekend, um, all day, pretty much the rest of the day today. Yeah. And then, yeah, making the decision whether to drive back to Richmond tonight or, you know, stay in the night. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, very good. Very good. And she's moving down to Raleigh, you said. Yes. Yep. That's exciting. Pretty close to campus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you guys live in Richmond now. Mm-hmm. How long have y'all lived there? We've lived there for two and a half years, almost three. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved up there uh, from Greenville, where we both went to um, East Carolina. So okay, we're both from North Carolina, very familiar. So you got your undergrad in Greenville? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both did. Okay. Yep. And what did you get your undergrad degrees in? So I got mine in biology and chemistry. Okay. You know, mine was in uh, management information systems. Okay. So, yeah, a little bit of business, a little bit of IT. Very good. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Chelsea, uh, when did you start the Master of Public Health program at UNC? So I started in May of 2022, and then okay. I'll be done in December. So I'm wow. excited. Yeah. You're on the quick path. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. So graduate in December? Yes. That's exciting. Um, and how has that been? with are you working as well um yeah so i've been like working on and off kind of uh i've worked like with the y doing some like program direction there and then now i'm working on the veteran project that we're doing yeah and uh it's super fun and i get to be here because of it yeah yeah it's been awesome getting to work with you over the summer so i'm looking forward to continuing working with you yeah uh, throughout the fall so um jt Tell me a little bit about your experience in the Marine Corps. When did you join? Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you join? Tell me more about that. Yeah, so um, a lot of a lot of weird, you know, emotions as a, a senior in high school, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, so I knew I didn't want to go to college. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I was looking at alternative paths, and I'm, you know, I, I didn't want my parents to have to pay for college either. Um, and I wanted to give back in a certain way, so. My uncle had been a Marine and uh, I talked to him about it and I wanted to join the best branch, obviously the hardest one. <laughs> yeah. I wanted all the challenges that came with it. Fair enough. Um, so I actually signed my enlistment papers in April of 2014. Okay. Um, and was put in the delayed entry program while they found me a spot for a job. And I left in January, 2015. And um, yeah, I was, um, I was uh, eventually after boot camp and everything, I was, stationed at uh, Marine Corps Station Cherry Point as an aviation mechanic, kind of found a niche role as a program manager managing the hazmat squadron 
Um, so it was it was a weird role. I wasn't really working on the airplanes much. It was a lot of taught me a lot about project management and uh, talking to higher ups. You know, I had my own Marines at a certain point, so I would talk to them and what they or talk to the higher ups and what they wanted and translate that into tasks for them. So it was a really good learning experience. Um, you know, it was it was it was it was a shock. You know, coming out of um, my very suburban high school Christian school life. Yep. You know, yep. um, you know, I, I thrived to at a certain point um, just because of the camaraderie that you know that came with everything and sense of belonging that I wanted so bad. Um, but yeah, I was I it was kind of a weird role that I was put in at, at, in uh, Cherry Point, you know, the that platform I was working on was the AVAB Harrier. It had been in commission since I think the 80s. Wow. So old, old jet. Yeah. Um, so and, and now the squadron actually no longer exists. So I got out in 2018. And um, so it was when did the squadron. It, uh, I think it dissolved last year or the year before. Okay. Uh, last, yeah, within the last two years. Okay. So pretty much anybody that went there uh, or was stationed, you know, at that squadron was kind of where careers went to die. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what everybody told me, you know. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of the environment I was surrounded with. Um, it's pretty pretty toxic at times. You know, had you had guys there that were stuck there for you know, four or five years, whereas most people in military service, you're, you're changing stations every two, three years. Sure. Traveling around. That's why I joined. I wanted to travel. Travel to, the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I wanted, I was ready to, when I signed up, I was ready, ready to die. <laughs> you know, like all these, all these things that you're, uh, you're facing. But, um, but yeah, um, you know, it was, it was a good learning experience. It was, uh, it, it still shaped who I am today. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I still, you know, even my mannerisms every day, I, you know, hasn't left you. No, not at all. all. It's it's an itch. Once a marine, always a marine. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's an itch you can't scratch. And you were in for how many years? I was in a, a little over three years. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been out now? When did you get out? I got out in February of 2018. Okay, gotcha. um, so I've been out yeah a little over five years. A little now. over five years mm -hmm. now. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about your journey from the Marine Corps to civilian life back in 2018. You were how, how old were you when you got out? When I got out, I was 22. 22, so young. Yeah. So young, yeah. Very, very lost. Um, definitely. I, I, um, I got out in kind of a special way um, because of my environment. I had started seeing psychiatrists, and um, at a certain point. You know, I, you know, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and some adjustment issues, and um, I got out early. Uh, I, luckily, I was able to still gain all the benefits of, of being a veteran with an honorable discharge, GI Bill, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was basically just cutting my contract early about two years. Got it. And uh, when I got out, I was, you know, not many resources were available. Um, you know, I didn't even know where to refill my medication. I walked into a VA and was like, just went to the help desk and was like, Hey, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I need, I need some help. Right. Um, so, you know, they, they kind of helped me out a little bit. The, um, the VA I experienced was not great. Um, you know, since then I, I'd have a great VA now where I live in Richmond. Okay. So I do think it varies, but at that time, you know, it was very lost. Didn't know what to do with my, myself. Didn't have that sense of belonging anymore. Didn't have my guys that I was surrounded with. Yeah. So, um, I didn't really know where to, do where to go. I knew I should go to college. 
So yeah, that's kind of where I was at that point. Got it. Mm-hmm. You did end up going to college. I did. I uh, yeah. I admitted to ECU the next year. Okay. So about okay. eleven months later, I was Got going it. to ECU on campus. Were there any resources that helped you with the process uh, getting into ECU or with the GI Bill or so? I know there are resources since I've, you know, I've definitely educated myself and learned a lot more. But at that time, there was no track. There was no book. I mean, to, to, to kind of give you those resources and, and the direction that you should walk in. So admitting to ECU, my main resource was my wife okay. who had gone to school. Yeah. You know, that was really the only person I knew. And when, other- did, when did y'all meet, by the way? Uh, we actually, I switched schools, um, when I was 15 and he was at my new school. So we met then, um, didn't really like each other that much. (laughs) (laughs) And then we started dating. He was, we had like gotten out of high school. I was in college and he was in the Marines and, um, I had, uh, death in my like immediate family. We kind of started talking after that a little bit Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, then we started dating and we Got married shortly after. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2017. In 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Young. 20. Super young. 21. 21. Super young. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. wild. <laughs> Same here. So I, I get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's nice to relate to that because, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird, a lot of transitional areas there in the 20s. Yeah. Go through together. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. You're growing up a lot. Yes. Your, your greatest resource or your, your number one resource at that point was Sarah Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... She, were you in school at that point already or? Yeah. Um, I was in school for the last, like, well, I was in school like the last six months of him getting out of the Marines. And then right after I graduated the next semester, he started. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was like, he was working and I was going to school and then I was working and he was going to school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, what do you think some of the biggest challenges that you had to deal with when you got out of the Marine Corps were? Really, I just, I, I, <laughs> I didn't like working on airplanes. Mm-hmm. So the only skill that I knew was kind of useless, okay. um, which, which posed the challenge. My, you know, my entire life, you know, when I was a kid, I, I liked computers. Okay. So I started walking in that direction a little bit. And I, you know, I, I, I like business. My parents owned a business um, for over 30 years. My dad hauls cattle. My mom manages the business. And, um, you know, I, I really like the aspect of that. So the management information systems was kind of a good mix of that. Learned a lot about databases, learned a lot about finances. So yeah, um, that's kind of the direction I wanted to walk in. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sarah, for you, what, what kind of challenges did you face as being a recent military spouse? Um, just like him transitioning into like an everyday life um, and finding a job and kind of like supporting him and like his mental health journey mm-hmm. outside of the Marines. And I would really say, and since 2018 until now, like, it's almost like he's been in like a recovery mode with his mental health. And I think within the last two years, he's made like great strides. And of course, like between all that, the pandemic hit, which just like didn't help anyone. I don't think. Yeah. So, um, I feel like really just recently he's gotten 
kind of like back to his normal self almost. Yeah. But yeah, I think those are probably like the biggest challenges. And then we've kind of always traded off between like one's working, one's in school, one's working, one's yeah. in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've always like made it work. It's, it hasn't been like terrible. Yeah. 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 Are there any resources that you think JT that may have been beneficial as you transitioned um, with your mental health specifically Mm -hmm. um, that would have made that transition a little bit easier for you? Yeah. um, As far as mental health, there's, there's not many, not going to lie. When I went to the VA that day, when I needed to refill my medication that I was, I was on, um, I was stuck with the psychiatrist and my, immediately did not like he was very cold old guy um and like i said since you know now i have a great psychiatrist at the va so it's kind of just hit or miss uh but there's really no nothing i know of really really good mental health resources available to you right when you get out i think every veteran needs to go to therapy before you get out yeah and especially after you get out because you're just completely lost. Mm-hmm. You don't have the schedule you had. You don't have the same guys around you anymore. I mean, most of the time you're going kind of crazy, sitting at home, not knowing what to do with yourself. And uh, you're never, unfortunately, um, unless you find that kind of a niche role that to, to, to get in or, or work with the defense again, um, there's no way to scratch that itch again. Um, you just kind of got to find ways to, to adapt and, um, you know, to, to do it the best you can. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely a sense of loss. It was a mourning period. There mm-hmm. was a mourning period for about a year. Um, yeah. Just not having that around you. Yeah. Anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I um, can resonate with that a little bit being, just away from the military bases in the past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I'm still active duty, I'm not around my people. Right. And right. every chance I get when I see someone is in the area that is military that I served with or is a veteran, even if I didn't serve with them in the same unit, I hop on the chance to talk with them. And Absolutely. It instantly makes my day better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can definitely empathize with that. Um, Although uh, it's a little bit different uh, and um, it's still hard though, to be away from my people. So, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and even in my case, you know, going out of it, I hated it. I was mad at the military because I felt um, slighted, you know, given a, given a bad, bad hand at the whole deal. Um, just left the bad taste in my mouth. But at the same time, I loved it. Right. I loved all the people I worked with. I loved veterans. I hated the system. Yeah. Um, so coming to terms with that, I mean, really the biggest healing process for me has been working with the defense again. So now I work with the army. I work with a bunch of officers and, you know, I've always thought, you know, I've always had the thought in my the back of my mind, like I'll probably go back, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, Stockholm syndrome a little bit, you know, yeah. Uh, it's, it was the first thing being a kid it just made you who you are um it just left such an impression on me um but now i can now i feel like i'm six weeks into this job and i've already healed so much yeah from you know now i'm jt i'm not corporal will anymore sure uh so being able to differentiate that on who i am now and who i was when i was just a kid is 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 great and and 
yeah, it's it's been a really good process. Yeah, I like how you talked about how it's almost like an identity. It was. That you have. Yes. And I agree. Yeah. I think that being in the military is an identity and there is that loss when you do get out mm-hmm. of like, what is my, who am I now? Like, I'm not Corporal Will anymore. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, Lieutenant Nettie anymore. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Aaron or I'm just yeah, KT. Exactly. And like, where are my people? Yeah. So that identity loss is, I think, one of the biggest issues that veterans face or biggest challenges that veterans deal with it seems to be a trending topic with every person that i talk with is that when they get out they just don't know who they are anymore yeah know who their people are who has their backs Mm -hmm. anymore and so you know with with the building better and healthy communities project that sarah and i have been a part of i think that that is one aspect that is important for communities to uh, be a part of is being uh, having resources for veterans that uh, that let veterans know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as Sarah talked about earlier, younger veterans, right? Guys in their twenties, twenty three, twenty four that are getting out and. Yeah. The only thing that they really know about is, oh, the, the VFW down the road, you know. Yeah. And that's not really like the identity that a lot of young veterans really, you know, that's not really the what young veterans identify with. Right. It? And so having organizations out there um, that young guys like you could have had, mm-hmm. I think would have been very beneficial. And so I'm hoping that the part of this project can be having that type of resource for, mm-hmm. for young guys and girls that are getting out. So, yeah. um, Sarah, you've, you're about to graduate from UNC yeah. with a master's of public health. How would you say that your experience as a, a public health student and a soon to be public health, uh, master of public health, uh, graduate, how do you think that that intersects with, your role as a, a military spouse and how has it shaped your um, thoughts? It has, it, it, I feel like being a military spouse and just the short amount of time that I was like affiliated with him being in the military left like a huge kind of like a lifelong impression on me. And then doing this project now, I realized like I never really realize like what he was going through internally um but now that we've like had like the lit review come out and all these things i'm like oh my gosh you were really going through it and you know i was definitely there for him but i just never realized the depth of it um really until this project but i think going forward i i really like quality improvement um in public health and kind of just being in that sector of everything just making the processes better for people and how can we help you? How can we be better for you? Yeah. Um, so I really like that idea. I think doing something like that within like maybe a VA hospital or yeah, something like that. We'll see. I'm not really sure exactly where I want to go, Yeah. but um, I think that would be awesome. And I think I have, especially from him, just like the unique experience of seeing young veterans and um some of his friends that got out very close around the same time 
or maybe just a couple years later, just seeing them transition. Like I saw them struggle too, you know, yeah. through like social media or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the stuff that you don't see, right. It's right. not on social media. Yeah. Like, like to be honest, that's I know they were going real. through it just <laughs> as much as he was. And, um, just seeing like, a 20 something year old going through that identity crisis. I think I have a little bit of a unique perspective on it. And I think it would be great to use that in yeah. whatever field I go into. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. For you, um, do you feel like that you maybe took, um, we're kind of on the sidelines with supporting JT or do you feel like you were able to do your schooling and do your career and, and it was a priority for you as well when, when uh, JT transitioned out of the military? I think um, we kind of like I was saying earlier, we've always had this like on off approach with our marriage so far. Yeah. Uh, we've been married just like a little over six years. Okay. Congrats. That, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and there's always been like one of us working and supporting the two of us and then one of us in school or like in school and working part time. Um, and I think that's really worked out in our favor. It's also just like taught us how to communicate like so well. I like really I think both of us really like pride ourselves on how well we communicate with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think at like certain times, maybe he was on the sidelines, certain times I was on the sidelines, but Either way, I think we're always going to like reach our goals that we want. And I think it's fun that we get to do it together. Yeah. And we sure we get we struggle a little bit, you know, 20 yeah. something year old supporting yourselves, trying to navigate marriage, and sure. <laughs> transition out of the military and school. Like that's a lot to put on somebody, mm, um, especially so young. And yeah. looking back on it, you're like, I got this. I can totally do it. Yeah. Now you're like, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah, but, um, but you've done it and we've done it and it's it, worked out been through tough days. Yeah. And here you are still together Yeah. yeah. and happy. Very. So, yeah. Yes. Very. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Being young married is, can be tough because you still have a lot of growing to do. Yes. I definitely agree with that. I had a lot of growing to do in my twenties and yeah, still growing up, but, uh, here with my six-month-old daughter, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to trying to be the best dad and husband that I can Absolutely. be. So, uh, Chelsea, how would you say that communities uh, can better support not just veterans but um, their spouses as well as their family members, their children? I think um, just giving them some type of like transition plan. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think when he was getting out, there was a what two or three day. Mm -hmm little yeah. class it was it was a joke um mm. that he had to go to that kind of was like these are all your resources and it was like kind of just like drinking out of a fire hydrant almost information just, overload yeah. in yes. two days yeah. yeah yeah and then also you have so many veterans that are getting out and they're going to who knows where like ohio virginia california wherever but um maybe give them the resources that are going to be in their area mm -hmm. yeah. like hey this is what you have available also maybe saying like these are some very better and friendly communities if yeah. you're interested in moving somewhere else um yeah just giving them some type of like transition plan mm -hmm. and yeah. telling them 
you don't have to have it figured out as soon as you get out because I don't think any of you are going to. I have yeah. my cousin, he like retired out of the Marines and he's been, I think he's been out like seven years now. And I'd say he just now is getting kind of on his feet and getting his career yeah. going. Yeah. And um, he's amazing. Like he's done amazing things. He's mm-hmm. still doing amazing things, but it took him a lot of time mm-hmm. and it's okay yeah. to take that much time. Yeah. I love that. Um, actually, I lost my train of thought, but <laughs> I, I agree with JT on, you know, you, you talked about everyone should have a therapist you know, mm-hmm. when they're getting out. I agree. I think that uh, if not a therapist, some type of like life coach like yeah, to help you transition out, whether that be maybe a year or six months before you get out of the yeah. military, of like helping you navigate those resources yeah. that, um, you know, especially specific to certain communities, certain cities. And you know, I think that's why it's so important of this project that we're on this project because where hopefully we'll be able to create this toolkit that will be uh, available in different communities and um, we'll be able to show resources that each specific community has. And I think another aspect of that is teaching community leaders uh, cultural competence, cultural Mm -hmm. knowledge about um, how to how to interact with veterans. Yes. Yeah. um, We were kind of talking about that, of how a lot of veterans, once they get out, they kind of go to a university um, or some type of schooling and maybe having like that type of cultural competency training for professors and things. And I would say. Well, you you um, know, UNC has, has green zone training. Yeah. Like stuff like that. And I think we went to ECU and I'll let you talk more about this, but I think a lot of his help came actually from ECU and not really necessarily like the community or the military. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 But they're part of the community, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I, I think educating, educating um, faculty yes. at yeah. colleges is, is vital, just like educating faculty at um, hospitals yeah. is yeah. important too, so that, you can ask questions that are tailored more towards a veteran's experience right. uh, because as we, as you've learned in the literature review, only a very small percentage of people actually access or have the availability to access the VA. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people do get their care out in civilian hospitals, yeah. but what kind of training do, does, you know, doctors and nurses have around yeah. taking care of veterans? Yeah. Not really much. So, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, You're talking about the help that you got from ECU. Um, you got? Yeah, you ju- honestly, I can touch on the green zone training a little bit. I had um, I started working on campus part time. OK. While I was going to school, uh, doing help desk IT stuff, helping uh-huh. students with their computers. And I saw my, my boss did the green zone training. He had worked with a few veterans. And I can honestly say it was a great resource because he 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 knew how to have conversations that really no one else I knew at that point had, uh, yeah. kn- knew how to have yeah. with me, um, you know, even just letting me talk about stuff, uh, letting me talk about my experiences and letting me relate to that to my work was really great. Um, 
but I think it is an active, it has to be an active approach. I, there was multiple times, you know, being on campus, I felt like an old man. I was what, 22, 23, you know, I'm not that much older than the students I'm going to school with. Right. But man, if, if, you know, I was always nervous to ask the questions, you know, my professors and, and things like that. But if just one professor would have like reached out to me, that would have changed my outlook on everything. Yeah. Um, not to mention through, you know, the mental health stuff I was going through at the time. Right. Um, but the green zone training, I, you know, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say it reaches some people it doesn't, it reached him, my boss. And that was a really, really great um, experience for me transitioning, feeling like I was working on something, you know, contributing to something. Um, so I have to give him a lot of credit. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was great. That's great. Well, uh, thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank y'all for sure. coming down. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been yeah. really cool to chat with you guys. This yeah. was super Thanks cool. Man. Very yeah. fun. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your weekend. Thanks. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Talk soon. Appreciate it.